Welcome to the Schofield Stories Podcast, unmasking masculinity and mental health. Join me, Calm Schofield, as I work to strike the stigma surrounding men suffering from mental health. Every episode, a new inspiring guest will share his story. And this episode is no different. Welcome to the Schofield Stories. Let's get started. You are listening to the Schofield Stories with me, Calm Schofield. Now, this is a part of the show where I would normally introduce my guest and give a quick little overview of what's coming up in this episode. But this episode is slightly different because this year I am starting university for the first time. And I know that university can be a very daunting task for anyone never mind people who stutter. So whilst working with people like CJ from Stop Holding Back, we had a little idea to maybe put together a Schofield Stories University special to share experiences, tips and advice about how to approach and make the most of university whilst having a stutter. This is very important. And even though I haven't been to university yet, Thanks to Stop Holding Back and the Starfish Project, I am ready and in the perfect mindset for hitting every challenge I face head on. So this is the Schofield Stories University Special. Now here's a little bit about my university story. Where I'm going and what I'm doing this year is completely different to what the plan was this time 12 months ago. I applied to a different university on a different course, I thought, this is what I'm going to do. And as much as I was looking forward to it, I knew it wasn't right at the time. As if I went to university last year, I wouldn't have been able to make the most of it. I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it as much as I'm going to this year. And that's because only 12 months ago, on the 25th of September, 2019, I'll always remember that date, with my first time on the Starfish Project. And that changed my life. I know it's a cliche, but it really did. It changed my life and the work with Stop Holding Back this year has also been life-changing. And both of these organizations have helped me, along with putting the work in from off my own bat, of course, get ready to really embrace and enjoy university this year. Let's go back to 2019. The reason I was going is because I thought it's what I got to do. Everyone else seems to be. So I'm just going to go to university, avoid, hide, worry about my speech every day, but still make the most of the university experience. But the closer it got, the more I sort of thought, am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I doing it because I want to? You know, what will benefit me the most? What will have most of an impact on me? Will it be going to university now or maybe waiting and going to university when I feel ready? Again, it's a cliche. We've got a certain cliche of the episode five minutes in. But you will know when you feel ready. 
I wasn't getting that feeling. It might have been the course, it might have been the uni, but it might have been my mindset. But all the factors that were playing this time last year, I knew I wasn't ready. So in the end, I deferred my offer. I spoke to my parents about it as I was a bit confused of what course to do, about what I wanted to do. And that just made me think again, I can't commit to one course. So clearly, I'm not ready for university. And after making that decision, I then picked up the phone. No, actually, I spent about half hour debating whether to pick up the phone, minimum half hour. And then once I finally did, I phoned up the Starfish Project and said, I'm ready. As I spoke to Anne and David Blight, who run the project months earlier, but it was just having the courage to pick up the phone and say, I need help. I want to speak. I want to come on this course. That was the challenging part. So when I realised I'm going to have a year out, I never planned to have a gap year, don't get me wrong. It just sort of happened that way. And it turned out to be a year of personal development. As I knew that I wanted to work on my speech. I wanted to be able to go into university and hit everything head on. Go in and really embrace, enjoy, you know, non-avoidance and not holding back. So that's what I did. I spent a year out. September, I went on a starfish project and it changed my life. And not just speech related. I think I came back a better person because I was a lot more accepting and understanding of myself. And therefore, I was of others also. Then I worked on my speech nonstop. International Stamina Awareness Day came round and I shared my story openly for the first time. And the response I had was brilliant. I kept working on my speech. Then start of this year, I came across Stop Holding Back just by choice. Not by choice, sorry, by coincidence, if anything. And I slowly started to get involved just attending the Odd Morning Speech Club, speaking to a member occasionally, listening to their unfiltered daily podcast. The next thing I know, I'm starting to grow as a person in the community. I'm starting to have more confidence and self-belief. Don't get me wrong, Starfish did amazing things for me and my confidence, but Start Only Back really did push me with my mindset, with my self-esteem, my self-belief, with my what I think I can and can't do. The non-avoidance really did hit head on. And next thing I know, every day I'm with Stop Holding Back, every morning, afternoons, speaking to people, and some of my closest mates are now from Stop Holding Back. And what that means is basically, over the last few months, the last five, six months of lockdown, I have been preparing myself for university by working with Stop Holding Back. I would call it lucky. I think you could say lucky, but I put the work in, and I've had that supportive community around me which is very beneficial to moving forward. So the first bit of advice I would definitely give is find that support. If you're worried about university, find that support, whether it's a speech product, whether it's stop holding back, whether it's your friends, your family, your future flatmates, whoever, find that support. As when it comes to working on your speech, particularly to do something like go to university, which is a life-changing time, You've got to do it for yourself, but you can't do it by yourself. And that basically means you've got to do it for you. No one can make you do it. No one can 
force you to work on your speech and dedicate and commit to it. But you can't do it by yourself. If you do, it would take years and years longer in my eyes. And I think you need that support. Not just to keep you going, but when you're slacking. You, you don't want to be surrounded by yes men. You want someone to say, I think you could do that a bit better. I think you should use your technique a bit more. I think you avoided a bit there. That's what you need around you. So find that support for when you're ready. And again, when you're ready, don't rush it. Don't feel like you need to rush to do anything or say anything. You will know when the time's right. If you're willing to commit and dedicate, then that is what matters. So the first bit of advice would definitely be commit to working on your speech and have that support around you. And I'll throw this episode, we're going to give lots of advice. It's not going to be so much structured like one, two, three, four. You're going to have to pick and choose little bits because it's a few different areas, different aspects of this episode, which covers a range of topics. But this is why I'm doing this episode. One, it's a challenge for me because I'm normally interviewing, but I'm doing a lot more speaking than I normally would. I'm talking about myself, which I don't really do a lot again. And hopefully... I can help others by doing this university special on the Schofield Stories. Flatmates. Now, flatmates is probably one of the main things that people who stutter might be worried about. So obviously, they're people you're going to be living with for at least a year, if not longer. So, you know, it's all, who am I going to be living with? What are they going to be like? How am I going to bring up my stutter? How am I going to show them? What if I block in front of them? You know, so many questions running through your mind. And again, introducing yourself, that can be a pretty daunting task. But I've been quite lucky that I've managed to meet the majority of my flatmates already, thanks to social media. I made sure I disclosed that I had a stutter practically straight away. And I did it in such a way that I wasn't seeking approval. It was a, just to let you know, I got a stutter. I might block. I'm working on my speech. There was no, I'm sorry. There was no, oh, we you know any of this. It was straight to the point, letting them know just so they don't feel uncomfortable or feel confused. And it encouraged open and honesty as I was open and honest about a challenge or you know, a stutter can be a challenge, as you know. And then they were open and honest about their, their challenges that they face and they're dealing with as well. So there's nothing to worry about. So I'm very lucky in that sense. But then again, not everyone will have an opportunity to meet their flatmates but, but beforehand. So, yeah, that would still be difficult. But even though I, I know a few of my flatmates, I'm still moving to a place about four hours away. So just like I know three people, I'm still going to have to do a hell of a lot of introductions, a lot of saying my name. So it's, I'm not off the hook. Yeah, it's definitely helped that I've met them already and I know who they are, but that's a small part, but I'm quite lucky. I could say lucky, but then again, when you put the work in, you're not lucky, you deserve it. But I'm at a time, thanks to Starfish and Stop Holding Back, that I'm ready and I want to go and I want to speak. But there's a lot of you know, worries for anyone with flatmates. So my advice would be just disclose it, disclose it in a positive way, not in a seeking approval way. And yeah, just, be honest, encourage open and honesty as I'm very lucky that 
the Flatleys I know, we all get along really well. I know it's going to be different living together, but we get along really well. So that's always a bonus. Now, me and CJ had a little chat about this on Tea and Biscuits with CJ, which is just a weekly little live thing that he does. And our friend Ao Adesanya joined us. So let's have a look what myself, CJ and Ao had to say about flatmates. No, my first time meeting my um my whole events um, was terrible. I couldn't I started so badly on my name. Yeah. It traumatized me for a long time. So but it traumatized me because of the way I framed it. Mm. And I was then I let the anxiety build up and blah blah blah. So it's just how you yeah, so having experienced that now, Ayo, having lived through that, what advice would you give to anyone that is attending uni this year that has to move into halls of residence, that hasn't got the opportunity that Callum had where they have everybody's names and they can search them on social media and create a friendship beforehand? What advice would you give people that are going to be in that exact situation that you were in that began, well, became quite a traumatic one to you to make it not a traumatic one for them it depends on the individual i can't give um advice to everyone because i have to know where you're at mentally so for a person like me who's like oh i do it anyway i would tell them to go there don't plan nothing just go there stay present and say your name use techniques whatever you use and just be yourself be honest but if you're of the mindset where I was six, seven years ago where that's too much. Like, you know, if you do that, you're going to fail and it's going to traumatise you. I would try and find a way to, like, Callum is doing right now. Get on a group call with these guys, try and find out who they are and have a softer approach and tell them you have a start and all the rest of that, if you can do that. But if you can't and there's no way of finding these people before you meet them I would just talk to someone like myself or Chris or you have a private call or group call discuss your feelings and try and deal with the approach avoidance before you get there so so in general just find support so at least you have you know you have support behind you so as the day approaches where you're going to meet these people you feel like you're supported and like you're not alone have a um have like a coach on the phone with you when you're about to introduce yourself so you feel like you've got someone who knows how it feels to start off just on the phone he can hear you so again it just depends on where you're at mm. where you're yeah at. yeah i agree but even regardless of where you're at i still believe that no matter how hard it is if you can be your authentic self now that regardless you could be using a technique that could be your authentic self. You could just be going for it. You could just be stuttering out of control. But I think as long as the people that you're going to be spending a lot of time with at university know the real you, that's when you can begin to relax about it. And I think the mistake that I made at university is I was the fake me for way too long. And I was trying to get away with it 
for way too long. I remember it was still Christmas and there were people in my halls that hadn't heard me block or didn't even know I had a stutter, you know, and that's, you're, you're three months into it then, you know. So every time you're talking to these people, the tension's there because you're like, get through it without stuttering, get through it without stuttering, get through it without stuttering. And it just kills you. So then your whole university experience is just ruined. Whereas if you had a block here and there, you can just relax. You're in your halls. You're in the comfort of your own home now. You know, at halls, everyone goes in each other's rooms and just chills and plays PlayStation or whatever people do. But if you're there constantly worried about your next block, it's going to be a really tough time for you. Now, lectures are one thing. You don't want to be bringing that stress back into your halls. Because then, like, that's supposed to be your chill-out time, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You can't be right. having the same. Yeah. yeah, that's the best advice. The best advice is to show your worst side from the off. Show your worst from the off. So if it gets better, then it's a bonus and people just will be like, wow, yes, you can speak sometimes. And they'll, but if you're fluent first, first, first off on the first bat and then you're stuck, they, you're stuck with that, um, that, um, expectation and people will expect you to be fluent all the time. You're, you're a goner. It's not going to yeah. work. No, yeah, it's not gonna no, work. I, I will always, I try to, always exaggerate or make it really obvious obvious that i have um i still have a problem with communication so then if you just happen to speak fluently then it's to them it's like wow speak fluently because you show them you do you can speak really badly in, in their opinion from the world's opinion when doing a bit of research when asking people's opinions advice and what they wanted included in a university special episode of the podcast quite a few questions came in about what to do with lectures what to do with lessons presentations and everything along those lines so the first thing which i always say is be open and honest. Let your lecturer, let your tutor know. Tell them about your stutter, tell them about your stammer, tell them that you're working on your speech, but don't tell them in a way that will make them avoid you. Don't tell them in a way that you don't want to speak, so please, you know, I've got a stutter, so I'd rather you not ask me to do this, because that is holding back, that is avoidance. So be open and honest in a positive way, in an upbeat way. So let your tutor know. When it comes to speaking situations, don't hold back. You know, go for it. Don't avoid. Don't try and avoid the, the presentations. But definitely practice. Practice in front of your course mates, for example. Practice in front of a supportive community in the stuttering communities. Practice in front of your flatmates. If you're worried about it, and you don't prepare for it, then that's preparing to fail. You know what the saying is? If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And with your speech, when you've got a stutter, preparation is everything, particularly for a speaking event like a presentation. So that's definitely something. Again, be open and honest with your course mates. You're going to be with them for the next three, four years maybe. So 
you don't want to spend those three, four years afraid to put your hand up, afraid to answer a question or speak out loud in a lesson, in a lecture, in fear of what they're going to say. As if anyone has a problem with the way you speak, then that's their problem. And again, the last thing you want to do is not to ask the questions you want to ask and say what you want to say. Because if you've got a question but you're afraid to say it, then that's going to impact your studies, that's going to impact your education as a whole. So definitely, but don't avoid from the start. As if you think, I'm just going to spend a few weeks not saying anything to fill out the room, that's going to be 10 times harder to get back on the bike, for example, in those few weeks' time. It's going to be a lot easier just to carry on with that avoidance. So definitely try and speak straight away. But if you don't want to disclose, I'm not forcing anyone to. But I would advise it. Like, for example, if I'm speaking well, I will throw in a few stuttering on purposes, whatever you want to call them, block releases, voluntary slides, just to make people aware that I'm working on my speech because it's part of who I am. That's just, it is me. And that doesn't bother me one bit. I don't care who I stutter in front of. It's all about desensitization. And the earlier and the sooner you desensitize yourself from these situations, the better. Now, don't get me wrong, presentations and speeches are always hard. They're hard for everyone. And that's why you've got to practice. But for just lectures and um, lessons along those lines, desensitize and just speak. Because the more you put it off, the harder it'll be. So that is my advice. Just speak with confidence as you know that you're not getting assessed on how you speak. You're not getting assessed on how you speak at all. It's about the content. It's about your delivery. Communication is a lot more than just the sounds and just the words. So definitely don't worry about that. And if you are worrying, find support. As I know, Stop Holding Back will always help anyone wanting to give a presentation in their community. We'll get a little call together, a little group, and you can practice your speech in front of others. So prepare, be open and honest, and hit it head on. Don't avoid it. If you avoid at the start, then it'll be very hard to get out of that cycle. Now, for the next part of this episode, I thought it'd be a good idea for people who stammer to share their experiences going through university. Now, I reached out to a lot of stammering or stuttering support groups, and thankfully a lot of people were willing to share their stories. Some sent their own audio, some would rather remain anonymous. I'm going to kick things off with an email I had from a lady called Tasha. Tasha said that she had varied experiences in university with her stammer. The good experience included, my friends not really noticing my stammer until I say something about it, but it doesn't bother them. And they actually support me when speaking, and they give me lots of time to get my words out. Now, that is what it's all about, having that level of support, having that support surrounding you. And even if people don't notice it or don't talk about it, that doesn't mean they're not supporting you. Obviously, it's good to be open and honest, but I encourage everyone to be open and honest about it. And it's as Tasha said, when she said something about it, people were still very supportive of her. So that is a good experience. It's really nice to hear those positive stories. However, Tash also had a bad experience. 
which said, a guy who I was doing group work with said behind my back that I can't even speak. This really hurt my feelings and I had to change groups. Really affected my mental health and I became so much quieter at uni and I was already quiet. My tutor was shocked that the guy even said that and said it was unacceptable. Worst experience of my life. Now this is obviously not a nice thing to go through as not just people who stammer but everyone will face people who say unkind things about you. Everyone will face people who will use things against you. And saying that someone can't even speak is, in my eyes, bang out of order. Because you won't say someone to someone in a wheelchair, oh, they can't even walk. Because that is wrong. So that must have been a very childhood experience. And when you're quiet, when you're in that mindset of worrying about what people think, as Tara said, it affected her mental health and she became quieter. And when you're already quiet, it's so easy for an experience like that to knock you back. But it's really good that you have that balance of good and bad experiences. My advice would be when something like that happens, you can't worry about what other people think. Because if someone says that and they're clearly narrow-minded and got their own problems, that shouldn't affect you. What should affect you is you. You should be in full control and it's easier said than done, believe me. I'm still working on it. And that's what you need to work on. And it's hard. It is hard, but it will be worth it. You can't let people like that get you down. So thank you, Tasha, for sharing that. Now, up next to share, we have got a little audio clip from a good friend of mine, Sarab, sharing his experiences of what university was like for him all the way out in India. Saurabh Vijesh from India, New Delhi. Talking about my initial graduation days, I was actually very scared because I used to hide my stutter and my parents had asked me to travel by bus but in the bus there were a lot of students in the university and I was scared because I used to stutter and and because of that I will not interact so that was the thing that I still have regrets because if I have started a conversation with them then I may have been able to make good friends so from my perspective don't don't hide your stutter and be courageous to speak in university and be open about it thank you now there has been a lot to take from this episode a lot of experiences a lot has been said and talked about so i thought i would just give a quick little summary now that we come towards the end just about what is the best piece of advice that i would give to myself or what I am giving to myself I could say as I'm starting university very soon when this episode will be released will be my first full day living in a new city so the first thing is something that CJ taught me that non-avoidance is non-negotiable which basically means if you start non-avoidance then you will never fully work on your speech because taking action is more important and that's the same for everything, whether that's personal development, working on your speech, working on whatever. Taking action is more important 
than the outcome. As sometimes whatever we do, whatever we plan, we can't control the outcome. This nothing will be set in stone. But what you can control is the action. You can control what you do and you can control making sure you are the best version of yourself you can be. And if you start by non-avoidance, and that'll be key. So don't avoid any situation, whether that's joining a sports club, a society, ordering around the drinks at the bar, going to parties, meeting people. Whatever it is, don't avoid it, as it is a slippery slope, avoidance. The minute you start avoiding, you'll realise how easy it is and how, if anything, less stressful it is just to avoid. But that's not good for anyone. That's not good for you. That's not good for those around you. So even if you're feeling like you're having a bad speech today, your speech isn't the best, whatever, you need to not avoid. As I've had some challenging speaking situations over these last few weeks, but the difference is I don't care because I still took the action and spoke. I made the call. I said the stuff that 12 months ago, I wouldn't have said, regardless how I sound, because I know it's a journey. And if I'm expecting perfect, fluent speech, then I'm an idiot, is the plainest way of saying it. As it's not about the outcome, it's not about how you sound, it's about taking action. And also when it comes to non-avoidance, obviously don't hold back. Do what you want to do, say what you want to do, go where you want to go. Don't hold back. But if you hold back, then you won't fully embrace and you won't fully enjoy the university experience. And you've got to do it for you. This is your experience. No one else's. Yeah, there's other people involved, but this is for you. You're doing it for you. So if you're holding back, then it's a waste. As I've spoken to a lot of people who have all said how fortunate I am, how good it is that I'm starting university with this mindset now that I'm ready. And that's the thing, you don't want to regret it. And I know if I avoid, if I hold back, then in the future, I will look back and regret it. I've taken this year out purely to prepare myself for the rest of my life. And that is starting today. That is starting now. Not tomorrow, it's starting today. Because if you put something off, then that is avoiding. That is holding back. And you don't want to regret it. I've always said I would rather do something and regret it than regret not doing it. For example, a silly example even. I went for a bike ride with my group of mates. I ended up breaking my collarbone. But I'm so glad I went. Because I regret, I don't regret going and breaking my collarbone, but I would have regretted it if I didn't get to go. So that's what it's about. So non-avoidance and not holding back is key. And the massive thing that everyone forgets, whether you stutter or not, with whatever you do, have fun, enjoy it. John Harrison, who wrote Redefine Your Stuttering, bangs on about this. You've got to have fun. You've got to enjoy it. Life's too short to be doing stuff you don't enjoy. Life's too short to be worrying, stressing about everything. And particularly when you stutter, when I'm having fun, when I'm enjoying myself, when I'm happy in myself, not just pretend, when I'm actually happy with who I am, what's going on and what I'm doing, then my speech is so much better. And yeah, I'm still using technique. I'm still practicing technique. I'm still practicing non-avoidance, not holding back. Because you can't just focus on one thing. 
it's a journey and it's a it's a mental resilience is what you need to work on anything so just have fun working on your speech can be fun if i wasn't enjoying it then i will have spent every morning of lockdown on a video call with start loading back working on my speech because we were doing it as a group of mates so that's very important be open and honest with everyone with your tutors with your flatmates with your classmates whoever just be open and honest if you go into the bar to order a drinks and you block if you feel like letting them know let them know just tell the bartender that you're working on your speech you've got a stutter that's as easy as it has to be or if not just restart you know block on purpose stuttering on purpose whatever you want to call it use these safety nets use these techniques because you can't just say you're working on your speech you need to show you are as with my flatmates i know i will be using the block releases voluntary slides hit and holds whatever you want to call them but i'm not just going to say i'm working on my speech then not stutter because there's a good chance that when you're in your flat when you're comfortable you might not stutter but you need to show that you're working on your speech otherwise it will come to a shock when you block and you don't want that because you don't want it to shock you and you don't want it to shock anyone else but then again it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks which leads me to my next point don't care about what people think university is your experience do it for you don't worry about what anyone else has to say what anyone else is thinking about you about the situation if you're happy if you're enjoying yourself if you're doing what you want to do then there's absolutely no problem with that so just to sum up non-avoidance is non-negotiable stop holding back have fun and stop caring about what other people think and all of these can relate to anyone you don't have to have a stutter to avoid things you don't have to have a stutter to worry about what other people think so just really embrace it and i know that's what i'm going to do and i'm going to keep logging my experiences keep talking about them because that's the best way that's the best way to keep my mind at ease also so i hope you've enjoyed listening to the schofield stories university special I really enjoyed doing it. It's something different. If you enjoyed it and you did like this kind of episode, let me know. And I'm sure we could do a few more for different events, different things with more people speaking and more of a discussion show, if anything, with people like CJ, AO. The list is endless. So I really hope this has gone well. I can't wait to start university. I'm going to be taking a few weeks away from the podcast to really embrace it. So my last words embrace it stop holding back i've been calm schofield and this has been the schofield stories university special thank you for listening to this episode of the schofield stories podcast without you my incredible listeners I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So I hope you know how much your support means to me. We're on a mission to strike the stigma and unmask masculinity and mental health. And just by tuning in and sharing this podcast, you are playing a key part. Schofield Stories, as always, is proud to support Stop Holding Back. 
personal development charity to people who stepped out, a charity and a cause very close to my heart. Finally, if you want more, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and the official Schofield Stories website, theschofieldstories.com. That's all from me today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to speak to you again soon. I've been Calm Schofield. You've been listening to the Schofield Stories. Bye for now. Jealous cause I'm so close to this I shuffle, shuffle, shuffle away from it I don't make a fuss where people are hating it Sometimes I have to find a GPS so I can leave round I gotta be in prison before I'm able to break out